Hey, thanks for signing up for the Public Beta Podcast. Here we are on May 15th, Friday, a long weekend for us here in Canada. Uh, the Monday being Queen Victoria's birthday. I am your host, Lee. I am joined by Reed. Uh. <laughs> it's less English every week. Uh, Reed has a hard out in a few minutes here. So we're going to talk about what really matters to the gamers, Reed. And that's you bit the bullet and ordered 7-Eleven to your home. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what really matters. Yes, uh, they add 7-Eleven to skip the dishes. So me and my girlfriend got uh, some Slurpees, got some candy. Got Does some... it arrive cold? Uh, I would imagine yeah. that it would be yeah, it partially melted. It no, wasn't yeah. bad. Um, got some taquitos. Oh, boy. Yeah, fuck that. That was a bad decision. Um, From 7-Eleven, you probably paid three times as much. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> Listen, she, she coaxed me into it. Um the delicious though. Yeah, got some lighters, got some Rockstar. I was raring to go, so that was great. Oh yeah. Had, yeah. Were you without Rockstar for like multiple weeks there? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that first Rockstar, you you felt it. Yeah, you? I was I was fucking ready for it. It was fruit punch yeah. too, which is like the best oh, flavor. Baby. So yeah. I've been running out to the uh, to the local shell here to pick up some sippies. Keep myself. Go- I wake up very early in the morning. Uh, and then by afternoon, you're kind of, if you've just been playing video games and kind of doing nothing in the case of what I've been trying to do this week anyway, uh, with a week off, but uh, was on the national radio on the current, on the CBC read. We're gone national. Oh, shit. Uh, we're, blow- we're blowing up. Uh, talking there about uh, COVID and games, uh, and of course the, the WHO uh, first classifying video games as an addiction, and then flip-flopping on that during COVID and saying it's the most healthy thing you could engage with right now. Uh, and the <laughs> idea of comfy games, and that kind of like, how that kind of leans into what we've both been playing uh, in terms of a warm blanket f- firing up an 80s movie, like playing an old old video game. Uh, there's a lot of the same uh, re- response uh, from your senses doing so. Uh, and I have... Uh, have you ever uh, gone to kidnap a princess who wanted to be kidnapped, Reed? Uh, not that I can remember, at least. Wait, well, wait, in- no, I played Final Fantasy IX, fuck you. Yeah, fuck yeah, you did. You know what I did this morning? <laughs> I played Final Fantasy IX. Oh, they, shit. Uh, they went and put that game on the Xbox One on the Game Pass. What? Uh, so so was- I have free Final Fantasy IX. It's got the graphical enhancements of like the, the new PC version or whatever they, they sold. Does it, ha- does it have the, the, the fucking boost that bug is so much? Dude, it does, but guess what? It's only available from the pause menu. It's not mapped to a button, which is what I was fucking asking. For. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so in order to, I would to actually, do the... I would actually unironically use the speed burst all the time in Final Fantasy IX because that game's slow as fuck. Oh, Oh, okay, so don't don't get me wrong here. Uh, I, so it has other options, too. It not only has the speed burst and, like, the battle assistance and the heal you immediately and turn off encounters uh, on the pause menu, which you can engage with or not. Uh, it also has in the menu, you can automatically master all abilities. I believe I've equipped items. Uh, max out your gill. Uh, so you can ba- basically cheat engine yourself uh, yeah. in this game. I just want uh, the speed increase. So if I'm going to be doing some grinding... Uh, or some of the the missions in that in that game that I can get through them really quick. So I, I quickly got through the Petrified Forest just for funsies, and uh, it lets you skip uh, cinematics as well uh, if you so choose. But goddamn, is that game a masterpiece? Holy shit, is Final Fantasy IX the best Final Fantasy? Straight up. <laughs> yeah, I Shots think fired. I think we've talked about that before. That even though it's not my favorite, I wouldn't even say it's in like my top like five. Um, I do think overall it is probably the best Final Fantasy from a pure quality perspective. If you just look at everything, character, story, gameplay, 
it's it's the best of everything. It's the culmination of everything that made Final Fantasy so great, I think. Um, the like character designs, the fact that they made this seem like an old Final Fantasy world, but it's completely re- like it's completely designed from the the ground up. It's not Evil East or something yeah, like the, that. Like there are there's still obviously things that aren't like spectacular about it, but I do think it's the best one overall. Like for example, if you ever asked me, "Hey, Reed, what's the plot for Final Fantasy IX?" I I could never fucking remember. I still can't remember, and I beat this game. Um, <laughs> I think what I think like the characters vastly overshadow the actual story. Like I think like Vivi and Steiner, uh, and Zidane and Garnett are such great characters, and they are so much more memorable than this actual overall plot that involves like fucking aliens or Kuja or whatever the hell's going on. Well, okay. there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of uh, side characters that are very memorable in this game, and the and the music like everybody has a theme song that plays. Yeah, uh, it has the active time events. Uh, which is super weird because it's on Xbox. So they're like, "Hey, push the whatever the share button to actually push it's the waffle weirdly, button. Push the waffle button." Uh, we uh, we it's very alien uh, to play a Final Fantasy game on an Xbox. Uh, playing the sequence where you're like sword fighting with blank during the play, and it's all the Xbox oh, prompts that's popping weird up. Weird like, as fuck. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, weird. it's fine. Like I read, I'm a, I'm an experienced gamer. Anyway, I think I will continue to play that Final Fantasy IX for a little bit, especially uh, with how quickly you can kind of blow through it. And I kind of know my way through that game anyway. Uh, I love... They, they updated all the menus, so everything's very sharp and crisp. Yeah. Uh, and, like, the, the equipment menus and the, the ability menus, uh, they're just so much more sharp. Uh, and that game already has one of my favorite character building uh, in any Final Fantasy. Like, everybody starts at level one. Nobody has any abilities. You have the ability as long as you have the armor equipped. You can learn it with AP, which is something that we're seeing now even... Uh, in Final Fantasy VII, that's how the weapons work and their their abilities and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of Final Fantasy VII, I am at the base of the pillar. Uh, they're about to drop the the pizza. Fuck, so man, I went you guys through. Are so slow. I'm slow burning that game because uh, I only play it on weekends. And I'll be honest with you, I'm getting a lot less of a push uh, with the content that I've just gone through. So I went through the whole the, the haunted train yard. Yeah, that part wasn't great. With the the chariot horseman. And the little ghosts and the whatever it the the gameplay the the battling uh, in that game is still very very good, uh, and occasionally you get caught with a random encounter where you're just like oh I'm about to get wiped here this is this is it, uh, so it keeps you on your toes in that way uh, but yeah because you only have so much time Reed please let me know what you've been playing um, <laughs> well I'm obviously still playing I'm still playing a little bit of Skyrim still playing a little bit of Call of Duty of course um, still just like soul searching for that next game to really fucking grab me i may yeah. have found it in morrowind which i have attempted to play uh so many times in the past and i just couldn't get into it this time i was just like no i really want to fucking play this game i'm in the mood for a nice hardcore crpg um so i buckled down and i i've been playing it a lot actually i'm well into the main story um i am investigating what the fuck am i doing right now uh, I'm fulfilling some form of trial to uh, prove to this group of people that I am actually the Neverine. There's a bunch of shit going on. Playing this game is weird as fuck. Um, it's it really put this series into perspective, and it made me think like I shouldn't like I shouldn't be like oh yeah like Morrowind's my favorite or Skyrim's my favorite or Oblivion's my favorite. Because they're all way too fucking different from one another for all different reasons. 
Um, I mean, that's the benefit of the series, though. Consider by the time Elder and I don't have it in the news today, so it's a here it is. Uh, they're saying Elder Scrolls Six is still probably at least two, three years off, yeah, if, if not more. So when that uh, comes but, out, it's yeah. all, it's going to be way different than Skyrim, I bet. Um, and, I'm sure. And I think you can enjoy all these three, like those three games, for different reasons and for different uh, for different ways. Like, there's certain things I like about each game. Like, Morrowind, I love the 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 fucking lore they put into it. They put such thought into all these characters, into this fantastic, wonderful fantasy backstory, uh, how everything works out, how there isn't any, uh, like, guaranteed answers about what happens. Just like in real life, you you take people's versions of a story at base value and you have to decide for yourself if they're telling the truth or not um i I I think the older the older games uh bethesda style rpg games leave it to your imagination they give you very rich world building yeah then leave it to your imagination more to fill in the gameplay whereas the newer games like skyrim and let's say fallout 4 were trading deep lore and story for uh, which they have kind of pre- yeah for gameplay for they've previously established to now sharpen make the game more of an action game yeah and, uh, and well, playing, I, yeah well, and I'm still going to get into that why each game has their strengths um like Morrowind I still there's other things I love about it too the the world is f- it's fucking mysterious and dark and like you just go into rooms and you see random danger running at your ass and like you just don't get that in Oblivion or Skyrim as much as you do in Morrowind, which I think is really cool. It gives it this this very dark feeling to it, which I really enjoy. There's things also I really don't like about Morrowind, too, at the same time. Um, just because it is an older game, no one fucking does anything in that game. They just stand there. And I get it. I get it. It's, it's a 2002 like huge RPG. I get it. I get it. But it still just gives you this feeling of like, goddamn, like no one does anything in this fucking world. I'm the only well, one that walks, apparently. <laughs> That's uh, only because you're looking through it in hindsight of what the games were to become. Because yes. you think of like Final Fantasy IX, we were just talking about. That game was out two years before Morrowind, if you want to think of it in a weird time way. Uh, but that game has bustling streets. It has characters flying everywhere. And uh, they really just regurgitate the same thing. You can play card games against them. They, they you know... Back then, uh, the idea of NPCs going through a roti- routine uh, and doing things at different different times of day that really came into vogue in the Oblivion times. Before yeah, that, it no, was like yeah. And what I'm what yeah. I'm trying to say is you don't. And I I've never like because I'm you know I'm I'm a younger kind of guy. Like I didn't go through that process of being like oh holy shit like this routine stuff is so revolutionary because that's just like what I grew up with, right? Yeah. Um, so I didn't really appreciate it till it's gone, and I'm just like, wow, like that actually, that shit actually adds a lot to the game um, that I didn't yeah. even think about. Um, like a blacksmith going to bed, yeah. and then during the day actually hammering on some metal. You're um, like, wow, that adds. It, I'm immersed. There's a there's a there's a bit of a Red Dead problem that I'm sure some Morrowind hardcores are going to crucify me for, but there is no fast travel in Morrowind, um, and you just get directions, right? So, finding some of these places isn't hard. It's just knowing that, oh, fuck, after I go through this huge dungeon, I just took a half-hour walk here. Then I gotta do a whole other fucking half-hour walk just to get back to town to turn in my quest. (laughs) Um, And then along the way, you get attacked by 30 cliff racers, and it's really fucking annoying. Uh, Ah, 
Yeah. So, in the <laughs> yeah. So that shit is like really annoying. Um, but yeah, I love Morrowind so far. Like, it's really fucking neat. Um, cool. I'm looking. Did you ever play the Dragonborn DLC? Yes, of course. I've played. There was one that Lee. took place have, in Morrowind, I, I, was there not? I have almost four digits of hours in fucking Skyrim by now. <laughs> I reckon. What's that? Sorry. Speaking of speaking of four digits, uh, anything else you played? Because we gotta let you go. Uh, no. Uh, that was pretty much it, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's about as in-depth as I, I can get into it today, I think. Yeah, for sure, man. I've been hopping around. Like I said, got a little further in Final Fantasy. Been playing more Streets of Rage. Lots of replayability there with all the different characters you unlock. And then New Vegas, man. I've, I put in some serious hours to that. I'm on the other side of Boulder City now, uh, which is, not to say very far in the game. There is a one-two punch of, of quests in that game that we were just about to talk about, probably, on our recap. But the Repcon facility, where you have to uh, scare out the Nightkin and help the ghouls on their journey. Uh, and then the Helios 1 factory, where you have to reposition those uh, dishes to redirect power. That's a one-two punch of very boring missions that all said and done, especially on on hardcore mode, t- take you like three hours. Yeah, but... It's rough. The, but, the yeah. fucking laser at the end, if you blow up all the NCR guys, is pretty yeah. funny. Uh, so I didn't do that, but when you when you go to the Great Cons in Boulder City, and I have high speech uh, skill, so I convinced them to like let the hostages go. So you let the hostages go, and you go talk to the the sergeant or captain or whatever there, and he's just like, "Hey, thanks for doing that, uh, but I just got orders. We will have to wipe them out." <laughs> uh, and at, the, at that point, you're like, "Can't you do anything about this? You're a captain. You can either like confront him or whatever." And like, "Can't you do anything about this? You're the captain." He's like, "Orders are orders," and he just starts slowly moseying down the road, smoking a cigarette. Uh, so I fucking run in there, and sure enough, the NCR all draw their weapons, and they start to approach this great con Dude, thing. Dude, do, do, ha- like, do you not have your speech maxed out? Because, fuck, uh, you can spas- uh, pass a speech check of, like, 40 with them or something to... I think that's not... I think I chose a different option just to see where it would go, and it ended up being the end of the conversation. Yeah, no, you fucked up, uh, then. You can convince them Yeah, so them I, to... I wrote in my green text uh, story here, where I'm kind of making... I'm, I'm writing between the lines in my head uh, that my character is an equal opportunist here, uh, so I snuck back in, I find a downed NCR soldier and put on his gear and rifle and murder both the NCR and Great Cons, uh, still remaining in Border wow. City. Yeah, no, you, uh, if I, you, yeah. you should always convince that sergeant guy, cause then that's how you're going to get liked by the cons and the NCR at the same time. Assuming, uh, okay. fuck the cons. <laughs> uh, anyway, I must leave because I have absolutely other affairs to attend to but uh sorry to keep you so long reed thank you for joining us this week on the public beta podcast we'll be back again next friday i'll be back again right away with some news as there was a lot so hang in there hell yeah i'll see you later everybody hey welcome back everybody lee here with some news i plan to fly through it relatively quickly no killer grape today That's a bubbly cherry. Delicious stuff. In some uh, quick rapid-fire news here, the Mafia Trilogy remaster has been teased by 2K, which I'm completely down with. I have never played Mafia 1, uh, but played 2 to completion, even got all the collectibles, which in that game were like Playboy magazines and centerfolds, which as a collectible, classy? I don't know. I liked it. Uh, And then uh, Mafia 3, uh, which I got very, very deep into. I would say well over two-thirds of the way into. And this announcement has made me look on over to my PlayStation shelf and realize I do still own it.
Uh, and I might actually want to go finish that game as kind of a mindless action game. Uh, and that is not an insult by any stretch of the imagination. I, when I say that Mafia 3 is the first spiritual successor truly to Vice City in a way that even San Andreas wasn't, uh, in terms of capturing a time period, uh, stacking that OST up, uh, and, and, and visuals and stuff like that. I think Mafia 3 is a, f- a fantastic game. Uh, and this announcement has, uh, I wonder if I will reinstall it this weekend. Let's see. I should try to knock down another game first, like say a Yakuza, uh, or a Final Fantasy 7 remake. Uh, there's also GTA 5 online, which I've been playing pretty regularly with my buddy. Uh, we kind of do the weekly thing last weekend. Uh, it was motorcycle gang stuff was two times this week. It's gun running, which I've never done before. Uh, so looking forward to that, bought a combat helicopter for $1.7 million. GTA will come up later in the news as well. Fortnite will be on the PS5 and the Xbox Series X at launch. Thank God. Uh, and it, presumably this is not to say it will be forwards compatible. Like you're playing the PS4 version on PS5. It will have, uh, some type of uh release there anyways let's talk about this unreal engine 5 thing so uh epic in the the news a few times this week first uh we had the look of the look at the unreal engine 5 running on a ps5 and of course this is uh for lack of a better word uh console propaganda sony has obviously paid epic here uh to say hey when you release this engine tech demo uh that looks like a tomb raider uh, Uncharted game. How about you say it's running on a PS5 so everybody can be like, did you see that new PS5 footage? It's looking unreal. And it looks very good. Uh, I've been on record saying we will never get a graphical leap in generation like we did in the year 2000 E3 when we first saw like MGS2 on PS2. I don't think... Uh, and I just played Final Fantasy IX, which is a great looking PS1 game. Of course, it has graphical upgrades there, so I'm keeping those in mind. Um... But the the effects on screen, the things we kind of take for granted now, is of course it has those. Uh, Metal Gear did it first. Uh, that Metal Gear Solid 2 trailer in 2000 blew people away. Uh, and while this Unreal Engine 5 looks fantastic, and I'm sure games are going to look better than ever, uh, when, it, when it comes to experiences on the PS4, Xbox One, I am never thinking, wow, this looks like shit. Or if I am, it's for a historical reason, like I am playing an old game, say, New Vegas. Uh, so graphics for me, I've never been a, a graphics queen, uh, let's say. Uh, so it looks great. Uh, good for Sony uh, buying the rights to that uh, reveal there. There's a new Paper Mario coming to the Nintendo Switch this July. Uh, I knew about this uh, months ago. Nintendo was kind of uh, asking about it, but never made an official announcement. I guess with COVID, perhaps they pushed it back a bit. Uh, but this game is on track for July, the same day as Ghost of Tsushima will be coming out on PS4. Uh, so big summer gaming day uh and it is paper mario the origami king of course the last couple of paper mario games at least have been bad uh sticker star which i played uh and color splash which i did not uh did not get favorable rev- reviews they seem to be doing something very different trying to change it from just a flat-out rpg as that became the realm of the mario luigi games which also uh, while the quality is there, have sold awful. The last uh, re-release I believe they did on 3DS sold something like 30,000 copies worldwide or something awful. Uh, and that that uh, studio, I think, has uh, since cut down, so, shut down. So, bad news for Mario RPGs. 
Uh, and of course, I would be there with bells on. They announce a Super Mario Seven Stars Two RPG or something like that. They can always pull the trigger on that. But in the meantime, looking forward to Paper Mario. The writing is usually really on point. Hopefully, the gameplay uh, takes it back and just keeps it simple, like you did with Animal Crossing. Just release a really badass, fully featured follow up to the original Paper Mario, like you did with Thousand Year Door. Uh, and let's get it done. Let's get this uh, IP back on track. Then you can do weird stuff after that. Go crazy. Uh, but let's let's return it to base first. Uh, Golf returns this August. PGA Tour 2K21 will be released on the PS4 and Xbox One this August. Uh, it is by the team who did Golf Club. Uh, so if you didn't like the Golf Club uh, 2019 featuring PGA Tour, this is a lot of the same. So there you go. Uh, very excited to learn that Panel Pawn will be coming to the Switch uh, Super Nintendo uh, service. If you have the Nintendo Switch online service, you have the NES and Super Nintendo libraries they provide you. Uh, Panel Pawn is basically Tetris Attack, as we know it here in North America. Uh, you might also know it as Pokemon Puzzle League. Uh, this is, of course, before they added the 3D gimmick of the N64 game, one of the most underrated N64 games and puzzle games ever released. Yeah, I said it. Uh, there's also known as uh, Planet Puzzle League on the Nintendo uh, DS. I think they released it, and then they re-released the Game Boy Advance version of Pokemon Puzzle League that contained Pokemon from Gold and Silver on the Game Boy. Uh, oh, sorry, on the on the 3DS eShop, which I also have. Big fan of Tetris Attack. Big fan of Panel Depon coming to that service, and that will be on May 20th. Thinking of things being speaking of things being offered for free, GTA 5. Uh, is being offered for free on PC right now on the Epic Game Store. And when this went live yesterday, the service went down for 12 hours. We are experiencing high traffic on the Epic Game Store. Uh, who knows how many sales that cost them, but huge get for the Epic Game. They're giving away GTA 5, the whole game, giving it away. Absolutely wild. And absolutely wild that someone with deep pockets, like, say, a Google with a floundering video game service, wouldn't jump on this. Uh, and get their name out there. Google, with your deep pockets, throw some money over here and say GTA 5 is free on Stadia, no subscription required. Get people into your service. If you're going to spend your money, that's the game to spend it on. It's the biggest one that has a monetary value assigned with it that isn't Minecraft or Fortnite. Um, missed opportunity. Good for you, Epic Games. Uh, from, from a professional point of view, uh, I dislike this as we are giving away one of the best-selling games of all time here, Epic, but that's okay because it's PC only. Uh, they were previously giving away GTA V, if you want to call it that, on Game Pass for Xbox One. It left the service the day Red Dead Redemption 2 came on there. I also learned that I didn't have as much Game Pass as I had thought. I misread the day and month, so my Game Pass is actually coming. My Game Pass I have had for free for three years is coming to an end. Uh, I I had a dollar service that I refunded on the last day, and they gave me my dollar back, which, thank you, Microsoft. Uh, then they did the E3 thing right after that, and I had purchased a bunch of gold uh, on my account. So when they did the dollar upgrade to Game Pass, I effectively got, what is that, a year and a half of Game Pass for a dollar, which I can still, I believe, cancel and get my dollar back. Uh, so that's wild. Will I pay for Game Pass? Stay tuned next week. Let's see how, uh, let's see how deep I get into Final Fantasy IX. If there's one game a month on Game Pass that makes it worth it, and there has been. There's been multiple games a month that I've played on there that would be well worth the price of the service I'm paying. I guess I would be an idiot, therefore, not to pay for it. Especially uh, when, thanks to iTunes subscriptions, I now have Crunchyroll for free forever. So, grovel at my feet. Uh, I, ha I have unlocked free anime. Um, 
It's it's always there. Not unlike when Joey and Chandler unlocked porn on their TV somehow and were scared uh, if they turned it off, the porn would go away. I don't want to look my kids in the eye and say I had free anime and didn't use it. So I have been watching tons of Slice of Life anime. Going back, watching uh, some of my favorite Polar Bears Cafe. Watching Laid Back Camp, which is a anime about camping. Uh, it's called Facebook Seller. Checking that out. Pop Team Epic. Uh, going back and watching a few of those late at night. I love... The Slice of Life anime, and it loving me back. Uh, that, okay, speaking of Game Pass, man, I had a, I was setting myself up, and the anime distracted me. Typical. Uh, Alan Wake will coming uh, be coming to Game Pass for its 10th anniversary. I didn't look up if this includes the DLC. If it does, I'm all over this, because uh, while I loved Alan Wake, having played it once, for one day, I sat down and played this game over the course of seven hours, I think it was. Uh, this game and Ghostbusters, when I used to just have a Saturday free uh, when my girlfriend would be working or something like that. And I would just sit down and play through a game. Uh, I, I That's the perfect length of game as far as... I, like, 12 hours is too much uh, for a one-sitting experience. But a seven-hour game, uh, when it's captivating you... Man, Alan Wake was friggin' fantastic. And I never went back and played the DLC. So that's included here. Expect me to review it. And also Control, I swear to God. I will get back to you. It's talking about it here, but it's not very clear whether or not the DLC is included. But we'll look that up. Uh, The Intellivision Amico on the radar suddenly this week. And not a lot of people are are talking about this uh, because it's just a name from the video game industry to most. But Jay Allard, the Xbox co-founder, has joined uh, the Intellivision Entertainment team with Tommy Tellerico for the launch of the Amico this October. Huge pickup. This guy's uh, a huge name uh, and definitely adds an air of credibility to what they got here that this guy has has, uh, signed up. Of course, we also have Reggie signing up with GameStop weeks before they refuse to close and uh, classify themselves as an essential business. So people's name can be uh, dragged through the mud, sure. Uh, But great pickup for the Amico. You'll hear me on the podcast again and again, never wanting anything to fail outright. Uh, I want everything to be great. I want there to be a world where the Amico can exist and provides uh, the games it does and is, for lack of a better word, the second coming of the Wii to fill that niche that is still filled elsewhere by current consoles. Uh, But I wish them the best until it fails. Uh, I mean, you have Google Stadia that hasn't officially come out yet. Is Is that how that works? Uh, you look at something like that and you're just like, man, week after week, uh, not hearing anything about this service. They have such deep pockets. Why isn't it them giving away GTA for free and stuff of this nature? Uh, that's all I had for the news this week. It was actually kind of a meaty news week, I will say. Looking forward to playing some video games this weekend. Uh, it is also a long weekend here, as I mentioned at the top of the show, and me and my wife's anniversary. Uh, so perhaps a date in Animal Crossing uh, is in order. We're going to go for a drive tomorrow. There's not much open, of course. Here in Manitoba, uh, we have the... A lot of places are able to still open with restrictions. So there are there are things to do if you so choose to. Otherwise, we're going to keep our shopping online, uh, keep our asses at home, and stay safe. Uh, as all of you should as well, wherever you are. As this thing continues to trudge on, uh, hear me on Sunday review AEW Dynamite. Big Show Show and Total Bellas. I'm always hoping there's going to be a week off for Total Bellas and I can take that hour to myself to review something completely random. 
Uh, and I promise not to just leave it off the show. I would add something in. That's on Sultans of Slam this Sunday. And of course, you can listen to the entire podcast archive of Sultans of Slam uh, public beta podcast on titsoftheiceberg.podbean.com. You can interact with the show. Lee at titsoftheiceberg.com is my email address. At titsiceberg on Twitter if you have any questions or topics. That's going to kind of do it for the show this week for myself. And for earlier in the show, Reed, have a great weekend. And we'll talk to you again next week.